Hey, Justin here with you once again at Stay at Home Dads Podcast to the place I talk about a lot of dad stuff, guy stuff, a little bit of family and social topics kind of sprinkled throughout there. So anyways, thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here and tuning into my little show. Now, I hope it's not a shock to anybody, but I edit all these shows myself. I do it 100% alone. I don't farm it out to anybody, no other company, no no sister, no brother, no cousin does this for me. I do it all myself. So when I go in and edit, I go in and I cut out some extra nonsense, some long pauses, you know, thinking pauses, stuff like that. You kind of get the idea. Well, last week after posting the episode, I went and listened to it and I realized I got a little bit carried away in the whole snip, snip, cut, cut editing process. So it got a little fast paced. Uh, I kind of noticed that it was very, very fast paced and maybe I cut out a little too much in some areas that I shouldn't have. So if it was super annoying, I do apologize. It, uh, it'll never, ever happen again. Well, at least I hope not. Anyways, maybe as long as I don't get too carried away again, but I'll try not to do that again. It was unintentional, so I'm not trying to speed my shows up or anything like that. So anyways, just wanted to kind of let you know that that's not normal. So anyways, let's get into today's show. I just had this thought that kind of came across my mind. I was started thinking about it and it was the amount of trouble that people go through to attempt to save money when it's almost more beneficial to bite the bullet. Well, maybe I shouldn't say, maybe I can't use that reference anymore. Let's just say eat the asparagus. So instead of bite the bullet, we'll just say, just eat the asparagus, you know, dive in there and get it and uh, spend a little extra money rather than waste time kind of diddling around trying to save a couple of bucks, right? The other alternative. Does that make sense? It just seems that people, me included, will try to save a couple dollars in the long run on something and end up spending a hundred dollars to save $75. So is anybody with me on that? Don't tell me I'm totally alone when our brains kind of do that. Here's a quick little story for you to kind of bring you into my thought here. So I'm a car guy. You you probably know that. Not sure you do. Maybe you don't. But I'm, I'm a mechanic by trade. I own my own, you know, cars. I work on my own cars. I've got an old pickup. It's this old 82 Chevy truck. It was given to me by my grandma. So I've had it since I was like 15 years old and I'll actually be 40 this month. So I've had this thing a long ass time and it means a lot to me. It's, it's pretty special to me. I actually used to drive this truck to work pretty regularly back when I worked in Vegas. This is actually the truck that I picked up my girlfriend in the first time that she came to visit me in Vegas. Well, that girlfriend is now my wife. So Anyways, yes, it means a lot to me. It's not very reliable. Uh, It needs some work, needs little things all the time, it seems like. Ask my wife, she kind of complains about it. But anyways, this old truck, you can check it out on my social media. There's pictures of it on there if you want to see it. Its current state is broken. It's, It's not operational right now. It's all torn apart in my garage. It's, uh, you know, some of the drivetrain is taken out of it, and I'm trying to find this special part. I'm not going to bore you with the specifics because I'm probably going to bore you enough today. But anyways, I can find this part online for a good chunk of money, like pretty expensive, you know, 
150, 200, 250 bucks. Kind of a lot of money. But my dumb brain, I guess, thinks that I can find it cheaper. Somewhere. Somewhere out there I can find it cheaper. So I've searched online and I've called businesses. And here the other day, I ultimately drove out to this salvage yard trying to find this stupid part. So I drive out there, I don't know, hour and a half away, talk to these very old gentlemen, very nice, look around their salvage yard for about an hour. Well, I didn't find it. Of course I didn't find it. I had a good time out there. It was fun. It was a junkyard. I kind of like that vibe. I like doing that stuff, but no luck. So I wasted about four hours of my day and about $50 in fuel driving out there. Just wasted, gone, totally, it's, it's gone. So that's kind of what got me going on this thought today, this spending money to save money kind of aspect. Had I just taken my 50 bucks and I went online and I, you know, from the comfort of my own couch in my pajamas, punched away, found it online and taken that $50 and rolled it into that $200 part online, Well, I would just be, you know, that much farther ahead. Plus, I would have saved the four hours of, you know, wandering around and driving and all that stuff. And I'd be sitting a lot better than I am right now because I would physically have this thing and not still be on the hunt for it. Spend a little more, but get what you want. I actually did the same thing about a year ago when I was buying some tires for a three-wheeler I had that actually fixed up and flipped for money. Anyways, went around and tried to find tires for the best price. Found some, but then ended up getting hosed on the back end for some technicality when I went to get them mounted. Whole nother story, not really worth going into, but yeah, just more bullshit, right? Trying to save money, and in the long run, I end up spending more of it. Just kind of an an annoying concept. So, this got me thinking into this whole thing. What is our time worth? Sure, the money aspect is one thing. In my example, we all want to save. We all want to get the the best out of our hard-earned money, right? But what about the time? Things take time. They cost us time. And I wasted four hours. So I don't know. Maybe the older I get, the more I start thinking and realizing that our time is valuable. It's it's very valuable. It's essentially a currency in a way. And once we have spent it, it's, it's gone. We're never going to get it back. It's not coming on the next bonus check. We're not getting it at the Christmas party as a gift. It's kind of like that Justin Timberlake movie about time. Remember the clocks on the wrist and all that? What was that called? In Time or In Time or something like that? Actually, I should go check that movie out again. I kind of remembered liking it, but... Oh, wait, never mind. I just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a 37%, so maybe I'll use my time. Maybe somewhere else might be better suited than watching a 37% movie. And also, I'm not trying to come down and be this person preaching that we need to make every second count and not waste time and, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to work that angle. I waste plenty of time. I've actually talked about time management before. I can't remember what episode, but I've talked about making lists and not doom scrolling and wasting time on your phone for hours on end. I'm just saying I think there needs to be a healthy relationship between taking time for things and spending money to get things done to save that time. Make sense? And maybe I'm making something out of nothing here. Maybe this has not been on anybody else's radar and I'm just making a mountain out of a molehill. I'm not even sure where I'm really going with this story. Just a thought that I had. 
kind of spinning out my own thought here, but I don't know. We're all individuals. There is no one way that fits all. We can all just justify it how we want. So, and I guess it boils down to what one of those things do we have more of, honestly? Or where do you want to allocate your time? If we have nothing but time, then it's fine to go use that time to go search for parts in the middle of a field or clean your house or cut the grass or build a deck. But you could rather use that time with your family or hanging out with the kids, working on a hobby or a passion or a dream or catching up, maybe doing something, right? And if you have the money to outsource some of those things, then by all means, I would say do it. I know I'd rather probably go hang out with my kids or work on personal projects or see friends rather than, I don't know, build a deck or something. Or actually, where I get in trouble with this is... Okay, let us let me tell you another personal example here. Building custom shelving in my kitchen pantry. I can definitely do it. I'm okay with wood. But how long is this job going to take me? I'm not a master skilled woodsman. I, I can do it, but I'm not perfect at it. So of course it's going to take me, I don't know, weeks or more to get it done because I don't know what I'm doing 100%, right? I can get it done, but I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I have to make a plan, shop for wood, then do the actual project. And maybe I could do it for, I don't know, let's say $1,000 less than a professional could, but they could also come in and knock it out in two days. So I don't know, unless I want the challenge I guess, or if woodworking is my hobby, but I know my wife is not going to like me spending every waking moment on a project for three weeks plus. So my time on that project would be much better spent on other things. Does that kind of make sense? And that's kind of the point that I'm kind of, I guess, getting at here with all this nonsense that I'm talking about. But also we can't forget the enjoyment factor either. I did enjoy walking through that salvage yard the other day. So there is that aspect. Like If you enjoy something, even though it may be a waste of time, that should negate the matter. Is that the right word? So anyways, of course, I went article hunting on this little subject. Try to find out, you know, more about it. Find out what other people think, since I'm here talking alone. Anyways, the first article I came across was this guy named Josh Huffman from Medium.com. And he states that more and more people are valuing their time over their money. That we can make more money, but we'll never be able to make more time. Well, yes, 100% correct. He says that over the years, he's learned to make money and optimize his time at will. He said he created two principles to determine when he should spend to save time. The first one he talks about is when your time is worth more than your money. Find out or know the value of your time and then you can make more sound decisions about it. His rule of thumb is you should spend money to save time when the cost of your investment is lesser than the value of your time. It's kind of a mouthful. Like going back to my shelving example, for instance, or actually he uses a bunch of different examples in his article, but one that he uses is cleaning out your house. Say it takes two hours to clean out your house, and your time is worth 75 bucks an hour. But actually, a cleaner can come in and they say they'll charge you $100 for two hours to clean your house. Then it pays to hire someone else because your time is worth more than that job. 
Now, in my opinion, that's fine as long as you're utilizing those extra saved hours in some sort of productive way and not getting back into the doom scrolling or sitting around watching porn or wasting it in some fashion. And I guess wasting it in some fashion is going to be different for every person. So you can think of your own ideas there. Which, yeah, I know if you're doing something that brings you joy or happiness, then yeah, okay. But I still think there is a fine line between taking time doing stuff that makes you happy and then just being a lazy POS, right? Completely unproductive, playing video games all night long, and not working on, I don't know, your dreams or working on yourself or not even working, working on projects, working on spending time with family. I don't know. It could be a hundred different things. It's just not a great use of your extra time. At least I don't think you pay a cleaner to come clean your house so you can play video games for two more hours. Like, I don't know. I don't see it. Okay. So he said, know what the value of your time is. Well, how do we figure out what the value of our time is? Well, one way I found that's actually explained on entrepreneur.com and I'll link all these articles. I'll link the Huffman article and I'll link this entrepreneur article so you can kind of see what they say and read them yourself if you're so inclined. But anyways, that article says to add up not just your hours working, but your time commuting, your time, say, dropping off your kids to a daycare, add all that time up that's related to your job, that's related to working. Add it up for the week, then divide your take-home pay by that number. So say you work 45 hours in a week, And then you commute and drop kids off, and that's an extra hour a day, right? Let's say that. So in a five-day work week, you've tallied up a total of 50 hours. Now, say your take-home pay, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air. I mean, technically my take-home pay is zero, so that really wouldn't work out well for me. But for this little example, let's say your take-home pay is $1,200. Divide that by 50. That gets you $24 an hour. That's what your time is worth. Seems kind of low, doesn't it? So if that's the case, if that's your number, then it would not behoove you to go pay someone $100 to clean your house for two hours when you could do it for $48. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. So he uses other examples, like I said, but honestly, I don't agree with all of them. I mean, doing laundry at home versus laundry service cooking meals at home versus a meal prep service. I mean, kind of like, come on, right? I think he even had another one that was using a rideshare service and instead of what, I don't know, uh, your own car? I, I don't know. So, and here's the thing too, your dollar value of your time may be worth more than some of those things, but that's also if you're putting those extra hours into proper use. Otherwise, they're not, they're wasted in my opinion. Kind of goes back to wasting, I guess. And we live in such a time where it is so easy to waste time. I mean, just think about wasting time. It's TV waste your time. Phones waste your time. I preach about phones wasting your time. I do all the time. Tons of things waste your time. So I think you would just need to be careful kind of how you use this tactic, in my opinion. I mean, I'm no, I'm no doctor or therapist or timekeeper, but that's my opinion. Anyways, his second principle is when your happiness is at stake. Hoffman calls happiness the superior metric of a life well-lived. And a life well-lived is a balance between your professional life and your personal life. I guess I've never really thought about it, but that seems pretty true. So according to him, the more balance you can achieve, the happier you are likely to become. And this seems to make sense. 
Uh, I know we've all seen really successful business entrepreneurs, very rich people, but they seem to have very little happiness. Is that because their balance is off? They have no personal life. They're not personally happy. They're funneling all their energy and time into their professional lives. Maybe so. And I guess you kind of have it the other way too. The all the fun and personal life, but zero professional life, right? So that would be, you know, I don't know, is that a beach bum, homeless person, uh, trust fund kid? Maybe, I don't know. So having that well-balanced structure, I guess is great as long as there is enough time to do all of what you need as well as do all of what you want. Would that seem correct? Well, Hoffman says there is enough time in the day if you develop and consistently exploit habits and skills. His words, not mine. And then it all comes kind of full circle. Remember I mentioned really utilizing those extra hours that you essentially bought yourself? And if you don't, then they just become wasted hours of doom scrolling, right? Well, he says if hiring someone to clean your house saves you two hours then you can allocate those two hours to balance your life more and use them to read a book, to exercise, to connect with family and friends. Does that kind of make sense now? So instead of using those two hours to do some nominal work around, you know, a have to do, a need to do, now you bought yourself those two hours, go use those two hours on your personal life and kind of balance out your life as a whole. That makes sense. So anyways, what have we kind of learned here? Anything? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Well, I guess my expedition into the salvage yard in the middle of the Indiana farm fields wasn't as wasteful as I thought. I did enjoy it. Part of me still thinks that that time would have been better spent elsewhere. Maybe because I'm cheap as hell. Um, That's probably a really good possibility. But in reality, if you can afford it, then pay for a few of these services buy back some of your time, and I just think as long as you use that time somewhat wisely, I mean, we only have one life, so maybe it's okay to spend money having people do certain things that we need to get done in order to spend time on things we want to do. Sounds pretty grand. But there is still that fine line, like I said, though. Just, I don't know, I I still keep coming back to that point, and I know, probably sound like a broken record. And I actually read in a different article that you could think of this buying yourself time not just in services, but in actually things too. And they mentioned buying vegetables that were already cut up. Instead of taking the time to cut them up yourself, you could buy them pre-cut up. And I don't know, literally what, save yourself five minutes? It seems a little bit on the lazy side to me. Just getting stuff done because you're too lazy to do it yourself. So you can take a nap or doom scroll on your phone or, or whatever. So I think I still think there's a fine line there. And no, I'm never going to get rid of mentioning doom scrolling, okay? It's bad for your health, it's bad for your brain, and I'll probably bring it up every chance I get. Anyways, that's about all I have for my main topic today, to uh, talk about time. It's kind of a waste of time. But anyways, there's some quick breaking news, at least at the time of me recording this episode, and that's Johnny Depp wins his defamation trial by unanimous decision against Amber Heard. Which, you know what? Good for him, man. I mean, I'm happy for the guy. Sure, I didn't like her being kind of dragged on social media as bad as she did. But uh, you hear some of those recordings of her admitting that she uh, slapped and and hit him and called him a victim. That's really where she shit the bed. Sorry. Couldn't resist. 
Even though he won, it wasn't for the 50 mil he was looking for. The jury actually awarded him 10.35 million in compensatory and 5 million in punitive damages as well as vindicating him in his stance that Heard was full of shit. Haha, <laughs> full of shit. Alright, last one, sorry. But Heard actually also got a part win in her countersuit. She, she was awarded $2 million. Depp said that he was truly humbled and that the jury gave him his life back, is what he said to USA Today. He actually went on to say, my decision to pursue this case, knowing very well the height of the legal hurdles that I would be facing and the inevitable worldwide spectacle into my life was one made after considerable thought, Depp's statement read. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed my children and to all those that remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. So, happy guy, I guess. So anyways, you could just probably imagine that she is pretty pissed off. She said that she was heartbroken and that the mountain of evidence was still not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power and influence of her ex-husband. And she's also disappointed with what the verdict means to other women. So, I don't know. Here's what I think. Amber, you were on a recording admitting you hit this guy. It doesn't matter who he is, how famous he is. You said it, and then you denied it in court. And that doesn't really do well for your character. I mean, I don't know. That just doesn't paint you in a great light. Anyways, it's over, and hopefully, like I said the other week, you gotta stay out of toxic relationships. Identify them. Maybe I'll do a show on toxic relationships. Identifying a toxic relationship, and can you change it? Or how do you get out of it? And how do you not get abused, pretty much? I don't know. Anyways, that about does it for me here at Stay at Home Dad's podcast. So, what are your thoughts on today's topic? Are you a person who pays for things to get done? and get some of that time back get some of your uh, precious time back or are you more like me and you do most for yourself and if you buy your time back what do you do with your extra time you have hopefully it's something good hopefully it's not just different chores or taking care of more need to do's right let me know over on my social media or pombi.com oh and one quick programming note I don't know why I worded it like that, but I will be on vacation next week. I will be out, so I will try to get an episode in when the family and I are down in Florida, but if I don't, I will go ahead and just post up another Dad Classic episode for you, so you at least have something to listen to that maybe it's something you haven't listened to yet in an older episode. Anyways, last thing, I gotta say it, I always do. Tell your friends, grab this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, audible i still haven't figured out if those are the same or different but anyways both of those places and as well as spotify so anyways thank you so much for listening here once again and i will talk to you next week